Welcome to all of you formers who are joining us in what is really a pretty historic event uh, here with this podcast. We are so excited to uh, have this, launching this brand new podcast, brand new idea. And uh, we've got myself, my name is Matt Peel. We've also got Mackenzie Cato is here. What's hey, up, Mackenzie. guys? Hey, Matt, how you doing? I'm doing so well. Like I said, it's always fun to be a part of history. And that's really what we get to be a part of uh, here with this, uh, really this brand new way to engage with formers with this podcast. And uh, for those who are tuning in for the first time, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Uh, basically, what we're going to be looking at is monthly episodes centered around different wind-shaped topics. Uh, we're going to have some fun too, maybe some recurring bits, segments. We're going to play some games. It's going to be a blast. And I think this is just another way that we can connect uh, with the audience that we love so much, which of course, McKinsey, is our formers. Yeah, absolutely. We really love our formers and we really just wanted to create an additional way to engage with you guys. And so this is just something fun that we started. Um, and it's really for people who have worked with Windshape anywhere from last summer at on all the way to several years ago and even back to 1985 when we first started. So shout out to you if you're tuning in and you worked with us in 1985. You made it to a podcast. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yes, please reach out to us. If you are listening from uh, staff from 1985, yes. because we need you basically on the next episode. I mean, we I'll do. just go ahead and say it. <laughs> we want to hear all the knowledge, every story, all of it. That's exactly right. I love that. And uh, what we're also going to be doing is making sure that we have some fantastic guests uh, with these episodes. And again, um, just a chance for you get to get to hear some familiar voices. Uh, could be some of our, again, full-time staff, could be some former staff, but we really want to, again, make it a, a very engaging and fun experience and just another way uh, for our awesome formers to get to connect uh, with Windshape as a whole. And so, Mackenzie, I think, again, as the official host here, We've got to do some introductions. We've, we've, we got, to let, we've got to let uh, these folks know who we are. Some of them definitely might know you uh, better than they know me. But um, again, I'm excited to, to jump in. So a little bit about myself. I actually do have a summer camp background. I worked for four years for a sports day camp in the uh, North Metro Atlanta area called Camp All-American. And uh, my specialty was actually golf. And when you're teaching golf to first through third graders, basically the only thing you try to teach them is how not to hit each other with a golf club. And so after basically four years, I was pretty successful about that, uh, doing that. I'm but so happy. <laughs> I'm so glad for uh, you. Yeah. Yeah, you and the parents, they were very yes, pleased. Very important. <laughs> very important. And so, um, but thankfully I've gotten to connect with Windshape in several different ways over the last several years, uh, really mainly on the event side, uh, but I've always been a huge, huge fan of uh, Windship Camps, of the foundation, of the uh, really legacy from Truett and the connection with Chick-fil-A and, and all those great things. And so again, most of my professional background has been in the event space, uh, as well as leader development and other areas. And uh, February of 2020, I came on as uh staff development manager, and that is the role that I currently get to enjoy right now. And uh, Mackenzie, you are also a part of that team, which is so great. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about yes. your Yes. 
Fun fact, Matt is my boss, mm -hmm, <laughs> which is really cool. I get to do this alongside my boss. And another really fun fact is back when Matt worked at Camp All-American, I was a camper. So we didn't even know it, but we go way back um, to Camp All-American days. Uh, I think, what was that like 2003, 2004, something like that? Maybe yeah. earlier? And I'm trying to dig through every photo album I have. To see if we're in any... <laughs> That's when you used to print pictures out and put them yes. in the album. So anyways, I'm trying to find some proof of uh, us being we were both time. there. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's we'll incredible. Um, well, cool. And not only was I a camper at Camp All-American, I was also a camper at uh, Windshape Camps back in 2007 to 2009. So that is how I began my Windshape journey. Um, I went there really throughout my my awkward middle school stages. So I think I really needed um, Windshape Camps. So it was also the place that I came to know the Lord back in 2007. So Windshape has always just held a really important and vital place in my heart. Um, so fast forward to freshman year of college, uh, I saw um, a little crew called the Road Crew at my school. And um, I remembered seeing Windshape and I was like, wait, I went to that camp when I was a kid. I have got to apply. I remembered loving my, my staffers, uh, my counselors, really just seeing them and being like, they are the coolest people ever. I want to be cool. I want to do that again. And so um, I ended up uh, interviewing with the one and only Keenan Riley. And he's going to probably hate that I'm telling this story, but um, I interviewed with him and he declined me. Oh, Keenan no. Riley declined me. Oh. <laughs> and I was honestly like so hurt, but also I just really love the Lord's timing because he knew that I did not need to be working camp that summer. He knew I needed to be doing some heart work and um, just really growing in myself and in my maturity. And so I didn't let pride get me down. And I ended up applying once again the next summer um, or for the next summer. Um, I had transferred to Liberty University and uh, applied again, walked into my interview room and lo and behold, Keenan Riley was sitting there. I almost turned around and walked right out because I was like, I cannot do this once again. He declined me once. He's going to do it again. But we ended up having just like the coolest conversation um, about growth and just about like why I wanted to apply again. And I guess it worked because he passed me on and I got to work at girls camp for three summers at Young Harris. Um, it They were honestly the dreamiest summers Uh was a counselor, then worked on the activities team, doing uh, performing arts and crafts and skills team lead. And it was honestly just the most fun thing ever that I just kept working for Windshape. I went right on when I graduated uh, college to work um, actually with staff dev doing road crew, so traveling and recruiting. Uh, and then loved that so much that I ended up coming on full time and um, January 31st. So in a couple of days will be my three year anniversary with Winchester. Yes. And um, I have been the uh, recruitment specialist now coordinator for um, for the past three years. So I absolutely love the staff development team. Uh, I love what I get to do. I love uh, talking to college students and sharing my Windshape stories um, and then hearing people share theirs later. So it is really just the coolest thing in the world to work for Windshape. Mackenzie, that is so awesome. You know, I've always known Keenan to be a, a second chance kind of guy. So very grateful yeah. that that worked out. I think he made the right decision. 
Oh, I mean, who knows where I would be? I don't know. But I honestly, yes, I love Keenan so much. Uh, I give him a hard time, but I love him a ton. And he plays a huge part. And it's so cool to even work alongside him now. So great, great. great. Awesome. Well, again, for the audience, I hope that was helpful just to kind of hear a little bit from us as your host. Uh, We'll get to be a part of these episodes moving forward. And and uh, look forward to more stories and more opportunities to share uh, about really the the long reach and the long impact of Winship Camps. And so, Mackenzie, with this episode, our focus is on Host Rally 2021, mm-hmm. as we know, is an incredible marquee event for the Windshape Camps for Communities team. And uh, so I actually got to uh, go down and see the uh, a little bit of the event itself. And of course, as we know, so many things are transitioning to virtual platforms and virtual programs. And Host Rally was very much uh, impacted in the same way, but still just an absolutely world-class production and experience that I was able to kind of get a behind-the-scenes look as well as share just a little bit from stage, a uh, little bit of our recruiting needs and just kind of the efforts that we're making there. But it really was so phenomenal to get to watch this community's team band together and take this, again, pretty fast-paced transition to this virtual program and to just uh, create an experience that uh, was just so pivotal for these host host church sites. And um, so we have with us, Mackenzie, here today, our special guest. And I would love to... So I'd love for you to uh, to introduce our guest, and then we'll we'll get this uh, interview rolling. Yes, I am also too very excited to hear. I was not able to make it down to host rally um, this year, so I just can't wait to hear all the behind the scenes things as well. Um, and as you were saying, we do have a very special guest. She is near and dear to my heart. It is Miss Chelsea Finn, and she is the manager of Windshape Camps for Communities. And I, every time I talk to Chelsea, I come away and walk away with a lot more wisdom. Um, and I just can't wait to hear more from her today. So Chelsea, welcome. Hey guys, how's it going? I first just want to say I'm so honored to be the first guest on this podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is our honor and joy. <laughs> we, we are so pumped. I will say, uh, Chelsea, I do believe that you are going to set the bar very high Wow, kind. That's kind. Any subsequent guests that we have, um, we're we're starting. You know, some people say you start from the bottom. Now we're here. We're starting at the top, and we we feel very good about that. Man, that is uh, that is very kind. Uh, I think we can also go ahead and just set the bar. This is a family thing. We're all friends. We're all close. Yes, all of our former folks. Many of the formers out there listening probably don't know me by Chelsea. They probably know me by Finn. So if yes. you guys want to call me that the rest of the time, you are more than welcome to. Uh, I go by either, but in the camp world, Finn is kind of Finn. like the the nickname that's that uh, has reigned. So that's so true. It is even it's like hard for me to say Chelsea sometimes <laughs> because I feel like Finn is just so endearing that I'm just like, oh, if if you call her Finn, you love you know her and you love her well. So we, we love calling her Finn. Um, well, Chelsea, we would love for you to just tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I am a Georgia native, grew up just outside of Atlanta, went to 
the old uh, classic city for college, Athens, Georgia. I'm a UGA grad, and uh, that's yeah, go dogs! Uh, I hope we have a lot of dogs out there listening. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I've been with Windshape for quite a long time. So we were just prior to this getting started, this podcast getting started. I had to use both hands to count up the number of summers that I have worked at Windshape. So uh, yeah, while I was at Georgia. Uh, this is actually kind of a kind of a cool story. The a girl that lived across the hall from me my freshman year. Shout out anybody who lives in Brumby. That's where I lived when I was in school there. Uh, she actually worked a summer at Windshape, and we were uh, pen pals. And she just re- we wrote back and forth all summer long. And she just told me all about camp and how much fun she was having. And came back from camp and essentially sat me down and said, "Hey, you got to do this. Like you need to apply." to work for camp. And at the time I was a pretty new Christian. So I met the Lord when I was in college and, um, partly through this friend. And, uh, so she came back and she was like, you, you gotta apply to do this. You would absolutely love it. Um, so I applied and, um, worked my first summer in 2011. I, uh, was interviewed by Speedy Trejo, the Speedy, Speedy. Trejo. Oh, come on. Speedy. Yes. It Amazing. was pretty intimidating. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty intimidating. The um, legend. You know, the man, uh, the myth, the legend, Speedy Trejo. Uh, so interviewed with him, got hired, served my first summer in 2011 and, um, worked at Windshape Camps for Girls at Mount Berry and, uh, worked with high school students, which was just an absolute blast. And I think that first summer really was pivotal for me in terms of, um, helping me just see and understand, uh, passions that I had and, uh, it was just really that first summer was such a gift. And I kind of similar to you, Ken's like just never left. So mm-hmm. I uh, once I started that journey, I really never left. And I've been with Windshape ever since I served in LDP. So when I graduated from Georgia, I came on right after I graduated in an LDP role and kind of did a little bit of everything uh, in in my time, um, worked with Girls Camp for the next nine years. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. served, in, served in camper care, served a couple of summers at Young Harris. Uh, my camp name at Young Harris or at, in, in the one week world is is uh, Rocky Road. So Rocky um, Road. That's my, okay. yeah, Rocky. Uh, and then uh, just uh, a little over a year and a half ago, got a chance to transition over to the Windshape Camps for Communities team as the manager. And it has been awesome. But yeah, like I said, I've done a little bit of everything, served in LDP. I've been to Costa Rica and Brazil with our international project. I actually, Ken's, I, little known fact, helped launch Road Crew. So when I was yes. back, LDP, I helped launch Road Crew, helped launch the the Windshape Camps app, which uh, yeah. it was kind of a crazy thing. And uh, then got a chance last summer to really help with um, Windshape Camps on, which was a which was a very cool project. So been a, been around the block a few times with uh, within my years, and have gotten to do a lot of really cool things with Windshape. Yes. Wow. That's incredible. So I owe even more to you than what I thought I did. And that's great. (laughs) And see, this is the insider info you can only get from this podcast. You heard it here. That's right. That's awesome. That's so true. Um, Also, fun fact, the first time I met Chelsea Finn, she helped me get from camp back to my house because my phone had died because of, you know, we all love disconnect to connect so much. Um, it helps us connect to our campers so well. Um, but for some reason, my phone just did not want to turn back on after I picked it up in my first week on the job. And of course, we don't use uh, any sort of maps or anything. We just use GPS now. And so um, I could not get home. And Chelsea ended up being from the same hometown as I did. And 
uh, really just literally printed out MapQuest and guided me home. <laughs> so always just a blast with Chelsea. Um, well, cool. Well, Chelsea, I thought we would play a little game today. Uh, as we've heard and as Matt has mentioned, um, he hasn't really been around the windshape world for that long. Um, and I think we've been around just a little bit longer. So I a thought little, we would play. Yeah. yeah, just a little bit. I thought we would play uh, a game called Did That Really Happen? But it's going to be windshape edition. Love it. Um, and okay. so I think what we're going to do is we can come up with three statements about Windshape, uh, maybe some stories or some facts um, about Windshape. And two of them are going to be true, and one of them is going to be false. And then, Matt, you have to guess uh, which of our statements is false. How do Got you feel? It. Okay. And if I go two for two here, what was the prize again? I can't remember. I think you got it. Oh, great. This, so being the host of this podcast is my prize, no matter what. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think, I think you got the prize already. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll give you like a little plaque or something. Send over like uh, some stickers or something like that. I can, I can dig that. And I think Mackenzie, another great way for our formers, uh, we need them to play along. We need them to kind of be thinking about these statements yes. and and see if they can make their own t- determination before I give the, an answer. Yeah. Some of you guys might know some of these stories or some of these facts. Um, so we need y'all to just shout it out when you hear them. Okay. All right. Let me, let me mentally prepare myself. Okay. I'm ready. You got it. You got it. All right, Chelsea, I think you should go first. Okay. Perfect. So, um, you know, Windshape Camp's been around for a long time, long, long time, 1985, first summer at Windshape Camps for Boys. Shortly after that, just two summers later, Windshape Camps for Girls started up. And um, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Camp Out is like a very big deal at our two-week overnight camps. It's a very big deal. Uh, take campers to Camp Out. You know, they sleep in tents. But yeah. prior to the age where our Windshape Camps for Girls uh, my Berry campers were sleeping in tents. They actually used to sleep in something different. They used to sleep in chuck wagons. Chuck, like chuck think w- about Oregon Trail, you know, like out on the trail, like a covered chuck wagon. Yeah. That is what campers used to sleep in for camp out at uh, at girls camp. Like with the horses? Yeah, no horses involved, <laughs> but they would just get inside the chuck wagons and that is where they slept. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So have a good time figuring out if that is uh, true or false. (laughs) All right. So are are you guys going back and forth? Are we doing three from Finn, three from McKenzie? What what do y'all want to do? I think let's do three from Finn. um, And then we'll have you guess Matt. And then I'll do three. And then we'll have you guess again. Got it. Okay. Okay. That's great. I'll, I'll hit you with the next one. So, uh, all my windshape camps for communities, family out there, you guys all know that your color team is like your ride or die, like your team, you bleed what that color. Right. And, um, we actually have 12 beautiful colors, uh, uh, that we put out there on the road. And, um, I would like to let you know that our Brown team was most recently Added brown team is the most recent color team that was added to the windshape camps for communities family. Okay, go brown. 
Go Brown. Brown I'm down with the Brown. Down with the Brown. We are down with the Brown. We love them. Uh, Yep. And then the last one I have for you is, uh, so, uh, Amy Lowe today is currently the Windshape Camps for Communities, or I mean, sorry, the Windshape Camps for Girls director. But prior, prior to Amy coming on the scene, we actually had, uh, Trudy Kathy White, who is Truett Kathy's daughter. She was the director of Windshape Camps for Girls for several, several years. And she has a pretty fun one-week name. Her one-week name is Queen Cocoa Berry. So that is uh, Trudy's one-week camp name, if you know her. Okay. She goes, she'll, she'll answer to Queenie. So if you ever see her and call her Queenie, she will answer to that. So mm-hmm. Queen Cocoa Berry or Queenie, just to, to make sure I got that correct. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. So, Finn, just to recap here, you're telling me that for campouts – uh, these precious campers would be in chuck wagons prior to uh, tents, okay? Yeah, yeah. Tents hadn't been invented yet, so they slept sure. in chuck wagons. That makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also let me know that uh, Team Brown for Communities was the most recently added color group. Yeah, brown team. Brown team. We say brown team, not Team Brown, but brown team. team. <laughs> yeah. Brown team. I'm uh, done. <laughs> what can brown do for you? Down with brown, whatever you guys said is great. And yeah, Trudy Kathy White's camp name, Queen Cocoa Berry, aka Queenie. Um, Finn, those are all fantastic. Mm-hmm. I am going to go ahead and say that the uh, did that really happen does not apply to the Chuck Wagon story. You would be incorrect, Matt. That actually Ooh. did happen. What? That actually did happen. <laughs> I have photo evidence. Back in my LDP days, uh, one of my jobs was to scan in a bunch of old mm-hmm. photos to make digital photo books. And we have a lot of years worth of pictures where uh, campers were sleeping in chuck wagons out on the main campus of Barry College. Uh, wow. That is what they slept in. Yep. So Chet, that is a true. That really happened. That really happened. <laughs> I honestly yeah. am wondering what is more yeah. comfortable, the ground or a chuck wagon? You I know, I don't know. I never got wagon. Uh, Never got the pleasure of enjoying those days. Uh, the thing that did not actually happen, uh, Brown team's actually been around for a few years. So our okay. most recently added team is actually the Turquoise team. Turquoise, Turquoise. was the most recently added team for Windshape Camps for Communities. So shout out to mm-hmm. Mariana Guzman Pena. If you're out there, she's yeah. our Turquoise director this summer and we love her. We love her dearly. I think the, the, Favorite thing that I've learned out of these statements is the Queen Cocoa Berry, a.k.a. Queenie. I'm so glad that's true. I will actually oh, yes. pay money if you say that to her the next time that you see her. Oh, okay. You yeah. should. Consider there needs to be it. video evidence of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. Video. I, I get it. All that. Yeah. I, I'm down. Yep. I got it. Great. Cool. I'll okay. throw it over to, uh, to Ken's. Let's see if she we'll can stump you as well. We'll yeah. see how you do, Matt. Um, I'm off to a great start, so. So these, I went a little theme uh, with the Windshape Camps for Communities theme. So um, I'm going to give you three stories that happened while on the road in the past years at Windshape Camps for Communities. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this first one um, was back in 2010, and this was when um, 
President Obama was actually driving through town. And so they had to shut off a bunch of roads. And so instead of camp starting at 8 a.m. like normal, they had to push push up the camp start to 6.30 a.m. And oh, wow. so parents and campers had to be dropped off uh, at 6.30 in the morning um, for the president to be rolling through town. Okay, so that's number one. That's early. Yeah, gotcha. It's early. Uh, number two was back in 2008, um, we had a certain team um, and a certain group of people on this team that took one of the vans, the day camp vans, um, without permission to go see a Dave Matthews band uh, oh, in no. concert. Um, and so uh, they may or may not have gotten uh, in a, a, a whole lot of trouble uh, sure. the next day when they found out. Uh, and then, the, yeah, <laughs> right. Honestly, like, I'm glad that wasn't me because I'd probably be there. I probably would have hopped on that train real quick. <laughs> Is this why Keenan deferred to you at first? Probably. He uh, probably just knew I would be a troublemaker. Okay. Um, okay. And then uh, this next one was actually in 2012. Um, a certain UGA football player by the name of David Pollock uh, came to Chick-fil-A Friday Family Fun Day uh, at a camp that was happening in Athens, Georgia. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. Uh, I'm a little bit familiar yeah. with some of his accolades, both on and off the football off field. Football. So, yeah, I can confirm that David Pollock is a real person. Uh, yes. So that part's real. Go dogs. All right. So to recap here, uh, we've got 2010 President Obama motorcade coming through. We had to start early, 630. Start early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got some staffers that uh, we'll just say uh, took a joyride to a Dave Matthews concert. Yeah. And then uh, 2012, we've got David Pollack hanging out at Chick-fil-A Family Friday Fun Day. Mm-hmm. Signing a couple autographs. Teaching I, some kids some flag football. Did he sign, like, people's sandwich bags? Was he, like, signing the... You know, I wasn't there in 2012. I was still in high school, actually. But um, I'm oh, sure that- he was teaching some kids how to how to throw. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead. These are good. You did well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the van to the Dave Matthews concert did not happen. Oof. That absolutely did happen. Oh, (laughs) really? (laughs) It did. That's what I'm saying, Matt. I would have been on that bus. Would you have been driving it? Like you would have been the one saying like, yes, this is a good idea. We're doing this. Honestly, I, I'm the type of person I'll like, I like to break the rules, but I'll also be the mom of the group. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go do this. But I'm going to be making sure everyone's asleep first. Like we're going to be covering all bases. Okay. So you, your primary focus during this like nefarious activity is to make sure everyone's staying safe and that (laughs) rules are followed, even that the rules are being broken at the same time. Am I getting this correct? Yeah, pretty much. But they definitely uh, they definitely got caught because you can't just escape to a Dave Matthews uh, band concert and not get caught. <laughs> that makes sense to me. A couple okay, more miles um, on the on the van. That's right. definitely like a no no for anyone who's listening. We can't do that with the with the vans. OK. Yeah. If anyone's listening, it was like, I don't see what the problem is. Um, 
Yeah, that's a separate conversation. Yes, but, Chelsea uh, is shaking her head so bad right now. Yeah, you know, I'm just, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure we're clear. Like, that's um, like cannot that, happen. They're sure going to get you fired. So, yes. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I did very well. Actually, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast and that was you, let us know, you know? <laughs> let us know. Chelsea, you know who did it too. And we'll talk offline about that. <laughs> yeah. We, we can't throw anyone other under the bus or the van uh, with this story. So, all right, Mackenzie, please reveal to us which one of those did not happen. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Matt, sorry to disappoint you, but in 2012, David Pollock did not come to Chick-fil-A Friday Family Day. Wow. I know. He could have. Uh, I mean, he was playing at the time, but. Yeah. You, you did a really good job of tugging on my heartstrings with that reference because mm-hmm. Honestly, like I willed it. I wanted it to be true <laughs> that he had come to to Chick-fil-A Family Friday Fun Day. So Yeah, you wished you were there. Yeah, I really do. Well, um, I think that concludes our game because I did very poorly and I don't want any more statements. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you know more than you did before. So congrats. Very true. Okay, I so I swore the things were true. If I see this as a learning opportunity, that's a good thing. Got it. Yes. All right. Well, that was, did that really happen? Thank you. Thank you all so much. You did a great job preparing for that because clearly I was very stumped. Um, all right. Well, Finn, we're going to go ahead and dive in because I'm anxious to hear more about host rally, more about the experience Thanks. this year. So honestly, I'd love to kind of hear from you. If you can just give us an idea again, for those who maybe aren't familiar or just to give them a nice refresher about what is host rally Uh, And kind of what's the heartbeat behind that event uh, for Camps for Communities? Yeah, that's great, Matt. Um, Would love to do that. You mentioned it earlier. Host Rally is really a signature event for Windshape Camps, especially Windshape Camps for Communities. We love Host Rally. It happens annually and is typically uh, in January, right around MLK weekend. And uh, we put this event on. Really, our, our our goals with this event are to equip, empower, and encourage our church hosts and their leadership teams. So if you guys have been around Windshape for any amount of time, you, you're going to recognize this purpose statement I'm about to say. At Windshape Camps, we say that we exist to glorify God by creating experiences that transform campers and families with the message of Jesus Christ. And specifically as Windshape Camps for Communities, we do that in three primary ways. We say that we partner with the local church, we create an excellent day camp experience, and we engage communities together. And we think the best way to help our churches kind of catch that vision and um, to really, you know, invest in that partnership is by uh, bringing them to an event like Host Rally. And uh, Host Rally is a place for sure where we're going to help equip equip them to host a camp, a successful camp in their community. Obviously, we want to help them feel ready for that. But in addition to that, we just really want to add value to them as uh, people who do ministry uh, vocationally. And we know that there are very few opportunities for our church hosts and for their leadership teams where when an event is happening, they have no responsibility whatsoever. They are this there to attend. They're there to be poured into, to encourage. Most of the time, these are the people who are really behind the scenes, behind the curtain, making things happen. And so 
for us to give them an opportunity to just come hear some incredible speakers, sit in some workshops, be developed, not only so that they can do camp well, but just to pour into them as people and as, as people who are working in ministry year round. Um, that that's really our goal, uh, is just to add value to them. So that's what host rally is all about. I, I love that. And I think one of the key parts you talked about there is that Again, these church hosts spend so much of their year, again, uh, putting on experiences and really pouring their heart out uh, with these ministry opportunities. And what a great opportunity for your team to get to serve them in that capacity. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that so much. It's really cool because once camp happens, they're in go mode, just like our summer staff are um, when they get to camp. So I love that little bit of relaxation and being able to to partake instead of uh, run run the thing. So um, cool. Well, Chelsea, I would love to hear a little bit about your planning process um, for a host rally this year. I know it was a little crazy, uh, a little different, but um, just a little bit about the transition and um, the team and everything like that. Yeah, that for sure. I'll tell you guys, uh, you mentioned it before that host rally in 2020 was an event that our team put on and very few of us on the team had actually seen it before. So our team really came together um, prior to to the event last year in the fall of 2019. And so I don't know that I've ever actually seen host rally being planned normally. Um, I thought it was going to be this year, but no, uh, still kind of crazy. So yeah, it really is a group effort. Um, everyone on our team is involved in the planning for host rally. I, I want to shout out Tori Vore. She's our host development team lead and really leads the effort and the team who uh, pours into our host partnerships. And so she kind of runs point on this project and helps coordinate um, everything from logistics to volunteers. And she works with everyone on our team to pull this event off. And so we felt like we were in a great spot this year. We were able to start planning early. We started planning in August for host rally, reaching out to speakers. We were pumped about the lineup and, uh, lo and behold, five days before the event was set to start, we got a uh, word from Winshay foundation that we were going to need to transition this to a virtual event. And um, I'll just say we were really supportive of that decision. We totally understand that it was out of the safety of uh, our team and safety of our hosts uh, to not host the event in person. And so, but you know what that meant is, hey, we gotta we gotta move quickly. And really, there was never a moment that our team thought we can't do this. It was just like, great, we will do this. We will make it happen. And uh, I think a lot of that, honestly, confidence came from what we did this past summer um, with Windshape On and just the experience that we had and the ways that the Windshape Camps for Communities team was able to support that programming. And so uh, we we also got to work with a vendor that we worked with uh, with on last year as well. And so that was super helpful. Uh, so we, we made it happen. In five days, we transitioned to a virtual host rally. We built a website in five days to stream all of the content live, wow. which was incredible. I know it was incredible. Uh, we had people on our team uh, help transition workshops to uh, also not not pre-recorded, but live workshops still where mm-hmm. people could pop in and listen and have live Q&As. And um, it was just really neat. It was a really neat experience um, personally to feel like we have a team who uh, can really make a turn like this on a dime and is about it and wants to do everything we possibly can to still give 
host an experience that is going to equip them and empower them and encourage them. And we feel so strongly about what this event event is designed to do that we knew we couldn't just cancel it. We needed to find a way to still make it happen and, and do it in a really quality way. So, uh, yeah, that's just a, a little peek behind the curtain of how uh, we pulled this off about a week ago. Incredible. I have like a smile so big on my face because I think I've seen I've seen y'all work so hard for this um, even before you had to transition. But even in those five days prior to host rally, like both of my roommates actually work for host development. So I saw them literally day and night just trying, like constantly thinking about it, but also just like the joy that it brought them to. Like this wasn't something that was a burden. It was a, oh my gosh, how can we make this better? And how can we make this the best thing for what we have? Um, and I really think y'all did that and pulled it off. And I've been able to see a couple of hosts uh, give shout outs and just send some really encouraging things of their experiences. So um, kudos to you guys. That's incredible. Yeah. Th- thanks, Kens. I appreciate that. And I will pass that along to the team because it was yeah, for please a team do. effort. And yeah, I think, I, I think too, there's something to be said for just the day in which we live and the grace that people have for transitions like that. I think all of these church hosts really get it because they have spent mm-hmm. an entire year having to make pivots like this and having to transition from in-person to virtual. And so um, we're just so grateful for their support and uh, that they really hung in there with us and tuned in. And we had a great attendance to virtual host rally. Um, and I think it's because they they really get it. They live in that world a lot and they really understand. So um, I think all of those things combined made the event really successful. Yeah. I think that's so great. And, you know, Finn, as we think about these types of events, it can be easy to to really just kind of pull the plug on the whole thing and say, okay, we cannot do our preferred method with in-person, so we're just going to, you know, kind of scrap the whole thing. But again, to see the heartbeat of your team really investing in these church hosts and, and having those worship sessions and having that equipping and that training, again, it's just a testament to uh, the hard work of the team, but also just sticking to the mission there, which, which I love getting to hear about. All right. Um, so I've got, Finn, I've got one more question for you in regards great, to, great. to host rally. I'd love to hear from you, just the experience that you got to have as, as you kind of um, saw those couple days play out. What for you was the most uh, life-giving part of host rally this year? Yeah, for sure. I spent uh, some time thinking about this question um, because there were really a lot of life-giving moments and there was a lot of life-giving um, just memories I think that were made over the course of the crazy five days that we had to pull this event off. But really for me, I think, um, just getting to encourage our hosts from the standpoint of the 2021 theme, which is made for this. And we spend a good portion of host rally each year previewing the theme for our hosts so that before, before we ever arrive in their community, before they ever hear one of our theme directors from stage, you know, preaching these messages, it's, it's a cool opportunity for us to present it to them in like a really adult centric way so that they can know, Hey, this message isn't just for kids. This is for you too. And we need to let this message get into us first before we ever 
have the hope that it's going to transform the life of a camper. Um, so we spend a good amount of time talking about uh, our theme for the summer. And we even ask the speakers that we bring to host rally, like we give them, Hey, this is kind of what we want to build our messages to these hosts around. And so every speaker that showed up was talking about made for this in some form or fashion. And if you, if you guys have been paying attention, you know, that um, our anchor verse for made for this is Ephesians 2:10, which just happens to be one of my favorite scriptures. I love it. And um, it says for we, um, our Christ's handiwork. Like it's talking about us being the masterpiece of Jesus and um, that when we were created, he created us for good works that he had in mind. That's really like the central message of the theme for the summer. And so it was cool to just speak to our hosts and say like, hey, even in the midst of this crazy year, even in the midst of this crazy season, wild journey for the church, like for the capital C church, a wild journey, just navigating and sitting in the tension of our kind of cultural and societal moment right now with with a pandemic, with everything that has happened politically in the, la- in the last year and just like all the conversations around racial injustice. And as Christians, we think, man, the church needs to be mm-hmm. at the heart of navigating these issues. Like I know right. as a Christian, I'm going to look to the church to figure this out. And so um, to have a time where we got to encourage hosts and say, hey, you were made for this moment. Like you were made to do ministry in this moment. I know you might be questioning a lot right now, but don't question the truth that God made you for this moment. He He saw this when he created you and he has specifically designed and equipped you to stand in this moment of history. And so that was just a really life-giving thing for our team uh, to be able to to stand in front of our host churches and encourage them in that way. Ben, that's incredible. You are getting me so fired up and ready for the summer. I like thinking about that theme and how it's going to apply to our summer staff and and ultimately to our campers. Uh, that is so, so incredible. Uh, well, it's, I feel like it's just absolutely flown by. But uh, we are nearing the end of, of our time here with the first episode. And so, uh, Chelsea, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, honestly, for kind of taking a chance. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. And and being a part of, uh, of this pilot episode. And um, again, just thankful for your encouragement and just the work that you've done. Again, we got to see it with Windshape On and, and then with uh, Host Rally just so encouraged by your uh, kind of stories and background information. And just, again, you're getting me ready for the summer. Honestly. Hey, yeah. I like- Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for having me guys. This is really fun. And uh, to all the formers out there, we love you guys. We're so grateful for the ways that you've uh, given to Windshape camps over the years and for the ways lives have changed because you chose to serve with us. So thanks for having me on the podcast. We love you so much, Chelsea. Thank you for spending some time with us. And we will, you know, catch you around. Yeah. Sounds we'll great. Around. Catch you around the block. <laughs> All right. Bye, Chelsea. Talk to you guys later. Thanks. All right. Well, Kim, uh, there we go. I, I feel like we could have honestly heard from Finn for the next 30 minutes. I mean, she was, she was she, preaching. That was, a whole, that was a whole sermon she was giving us right there. And um, I didn't even want to cut it off, but. Here we are. I know. I know. It's just the beginning, though. It is. It's just the beginning. Well, Mackenzie, I loved getting to, again, hear some of the background stories and some of the really 
pivotal areas of uh, the events that, that we're a part of. And that's what we're hoping to bring every month uh, with this Formers podcast is, again, more ways to engage with Winship Camps. Um, and I would also say just be on the lookout for ways that uh, you can engage with us on social media uh, for future episodes. We want to hear from you. We're going to be posing some questions to our formers, and you can ask us questions. If there's uh, maybe a certain topic or a certain person that you'd love uh, to get featured, someone that we should be talking to, um, those questions or those ideas could definitely make their way onto the show itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Matt, do you think we should give them a little sneak peek into what they might be hearing next month? I feel like they already have a lot of reasons to come back next month. Yeah. But let's for sure, uh, give them an idea of where we're headed in February. Oh, I love that. That is so great. Um, well, next month is going to be a little Valentine's Day themed. Um, we're going to go full on camp love on you guys. Okay. Um, this, we'll be talking about all the exclusive relationships relationships at camp. Um, we'll maybe be talking to some people who found their spouses at Windshape. Um, okay. Maybe some of you listening are those people. Um, and maybe talk to some people who didn't. It didn't quite work out for them, which, you know, that happens too. That's There's a lot of fish in the pond. Time. You got to keep just trying until you find the right one. But those may or may not be camp loves. <laughs> Sorry, guys, this is just like a, a topic I'm really passionate about. So I just can't wait till next month. Um, if you're looking to be a match made, you just let me know and I will find you a person. And it could, wow. may or may not be a Winshape person. So that next month, like, Camp Love. I, that sounds like quite the guarantee there, Mackenzie. Yeah, maybe I'll start another podcast about matchmaking. I don't know. Maybe it already exists. I don't know. Well, um, you know, you don't often hear about a spinoff from the pilot, but that could be a real <laughs> opportunity uh, right here. And Kins, I might even share about the fact that my wife and I, who this summer mm. have been married for 14 years, uh, we got some, we met in high school, but we got to work together at camp. So I'll definitely be sharing some stories about that. Incredible. Yes. I know multiple couples that are now married and have kids that met at Windshape Camp. So guys, if you know people who are looking to work at camp, uh, you just send them on over to Windshape Camps and they could find their love. Okay. Just, well, uh, we've also got our recruiting plan, apparently. Yeah. The future. Yeah. So, Shameless plug, go. guys. <laughs> all right. Well, again, thank you all so, so much for uh, sticking with us through this first pilot episode. And we cannot wait to see you next month.